Hi everyone, you are listening to another episode of the European Student Think Tank broadcast. My name is Madalina. And my name is Annabelle. And for our final episode of this season, we are joined by Reinder, who is the former head of the international office. First of all, do you want to introduce yourself, Reinder, to the listeners and tell us a little bit more about your role at ESD? Yeah, of course. So, uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. Um, I was actually kind of surprised when I got the invite because I figured there'd be so much more interesting people to talk to than me. Um, but no, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. Um, my name is Reinder de Vries. I was former head of the international office at EST. Um, I started out sometime last year around this time, so June, July 2020. And uh, my role at, e at EST essentially entailed that I organized a recruitment of youth ambassadors across Europe, um, including uh, yourselves, actually. Um, but also oversaw progress and collaboration of these ambassadors. And I also headed the international office with the amazing support of four fellow uh, international officers. Um, th those were Pier Francesco, Carmen, Enrique, and Victor. You mentioned that you joined ESD around the summer of 2020. How did you come across this project? And what made you decide that this was an organization you wanted to be part of? Yeah, so uh, that, that's actually the way I joined EST uh, is actually very interesting because um, most people join either as a writer or uh, an editor or an ambassador at first and then um, at maybe a later stage they join a board position. Uh, for myself, I actually got to know about EST via a previous think tank I was involved in in the Netherlands um, where I was heading a project group and one of my project group members, um, Julia Blanken, who was the former vice president for EST uh, on partnerships, um, she was part of EST and uh, mentioned that they were looking for new board members. Uh, and I just talked to her for a bit to hear what it is they do. And it sounded a lot like what I was doing um, at my previous think tank in the Netherlands. Um, but then on a more European level and that just really stood out to me as very exciting. So I applied and I got the position as head of the international office. Yeah, thanks for sharing, that's great. Um, how about this year? Let's take this opportunity and kind of wrap it up and draw our end of the year conclusions. Um, what would you say has been the greatest success of the EST in the last academic year? Uh, the greatest success, uh, there are just so many to mention. Um, if, if I look at it from my role first, uh, it, it's just sort of that we managed to build on the existing framework that was there from previous years, but then expand our network so, so much. So last year around this time, I think we had five active international um, ambassadors. Um, and right now, sort of, we managed to build a network of 40 ambassadors across 30 countries in Europe and beyond. Um, so it's, it's sort of building on that network and just managing to to expand our scope so much and have people engage so much. If, if you just look at the content that is being produced at our, in our, on our Instagram page, uh, it's just this continuous stream of new and exciting uh, information to share. Um, so that that's for me personally, so, uh, having um, helped and managed to sort of uh, do that recruitment process and have people engage throughout the year. But for the EST as a whole, um, there are just so many exciting opportunities to mention. This podcast came about because uh, 
a couple ambassadors were just excited to to work on this as a project and uh we now have our own podcast uh, that is being that that is that it, that is actively producing episodes. Uh, we have the European Policy Prize, European Policy Review, um, all this exciting sort of input and and um, yeah, all these various facets of what the think tank is producing. Um, it, it's it's just very very exciting. And and looking back on this year, that just stands out for me. Yes, indeed, we can attest that there was a lot going on and all this happened despite the difficulties of the pandemic. Being unable to organize live events, meet with other members, establishing personal relationships might be a little bit tricky. What have been the greatest challenges? So, yeah, so the greatest challenge was um, the digital digital fatigue we were experiencing. Um, and by that, I mean that essentially every everybody was starting to work from home uh all we saw were computer screens to study to work to socially engage and at first that was very exciting because uh it was a new way of working and collaborating but throughout the year we just saw this drop in engagement because people were just getting sick of staring at their computer screens for essentially all their social interactions so i think that really proved challenging but to be fair, um, a lot of what EST does, uh, most of EST members are not geographically located near each other. We have um, members of our think tank in Portugal, we have members of our think tank in Poland or Greece or even Georgia. And EST as a think tank has already always sort of worked remotely. So transitioning to that remote work situation, that didn't prove that much of a challenge. It actually proved very much an opportunity. Uh, so for example, if somebody was organizing an event in the Netherlands, people from Italy could join in. And before the pandemic, a lot of events that were organized physically, people couldn't really attend each other's events. So even though there were definitely some challenges, I, I think there was an a sense of opportunity that now we could really have European events where everybody who was interested in Europe, across Europe or even beyond, could join in but then yeah the, the challenge definitely was the digital fatigue and sort of keeping up that engagement throughout the year yes this definitely sounds um sounds familiar um and i think even the online difficulties i think despite everything um yeah a lot has happened still so i'm a bit curious about this so how has your um experience at AST helped you in your career path so perhaps what are the benefits of joining an organization like this one yeah, that, that's actually a very interesting question um, because, uh, to my surprise, my ESD experience does very often come up in interviews. People are always sort of interested in, in hearing about what I did as head of the international office or what the ESD actually is. And uh, it, it really helped me to sort of to, to portray... How do I phrase this? It, it sort of, it, it stands out as uh, being socially engaged and engaged beyond your work life, beyond your study life, showing future employers, possible employers that there, that you are aware that there is so much more than just your particular academic focus that you've uh, worked on. And I think sort of the, what I learned most in EST, which is really helping me in my career my professional career is are these transferable skills and soft skills of managing projects, having people collaborate. How do you how do you 
coach and, and uh, stimulate engagement, um, how do you ensure that there is a nice and happy work environment that people actually actively seek to join? And these types of things, you don't necessarily learn them in, in uh, when you go to university. You don't necessarily uh, learn them when you start a junior position at a firm or uh, uh, in your local government or, uh, or anything like that. These are sort of skills that if you feel you have them, uh, you can actively seek out to, to develop these and just try out if this is something you like to do. And I, I really did that with EST. And to my surprise, uh, like I said, we have this massive youth network now, uh, which is producing lots and lots of exciting content. Um, and just being able to tell and share that experience in interviews, um, it really differentiates me from, from the rest of the crowd that they're interviewing. Uh, and is really helping me a lot in making the steps uh, I want to make professionally. Yeah, this sounds, um, this sounds really great and I think uh, really useful when uh, looking forward because, um, well, the EST will soon be looking for new members, right? So you already kind of uh, mentioned the benefits, but why, uh, why would someone join? What would you tell whoever is now considering applying to join EST? Uh, it's actually a very easy question for me to answer. Uh, and that is that there aren't many platforms like EST out there for youth and students to join. Um, the European student think tank has really sort of European, definitely European, perhaps even global footprint uh, that the content we produce, it is being read and we have traction within the European institutions. So, for example, this year we had expert meetings with senior officials within the European Commission. We even had the Secretary General of the European Parliament engaged with uh, the EST. And I think that is what is so exciting about EST. It sort of bridges this gap between youth um, and academia and the European institutions. Um, if you, for example, join as a junior officer within the European Commission uh, through a Blue Book traineeship, it isn't so much that you are being valued on your academic interest or your input. It is sort of to test if you can uh, navigate such an administrative institution for your professional career, which is which is good. But um, the the academic capacity that youth bring um, and that they can produce independently, creatively, in collaboration with one another, and then have published on our platform, and then also gain traction within these institutions, that is just very very exciting to be part of. And really, ESC can sort of be and become anything you want it to be, as long as you sort of have this passion and drive to collaborate and work with other people who are as interested in European issues as you are. Thank you so much, Reinder, for being with us today. Yeah, and thank, again, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yes, again, Reinder. Um, and this is all for today and also actually for the first season of the EST podcast. Thank you for listening to us these past months. It's been a pleasure to deliver diverse content to you, and we hope you've enjoyed it. The ESD podcast will be back next year with a new team, brand new content, and more opportunities for you to get involved. Find us on social media and keep your eyes peeled for news and announcements. You can always get in touch by dropping us an email at podcast.estfinkline.com, or you can find us on social media. Thank you for listening and see you soon.